comfortable for about 30 seconds at a time yeah yeah i mean that's a big ass <laughs> uh, <laughs> so it's september 29th at 1 40 ish in the afternoon um we are in athens georgia it is nice and bright outside and humid and today we are very lucky to have a special guest who i recently learned does not deal well with compliments and with that, I'd like to introduce you to the incredibly smart, um, amazingly good-looking, uh, unbelievably brave, <laughs> remarkably brilliant, incredibly funny, <laughs> Bob Yonka, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> that's exactly what I didn't want. <laughs> oh, no, I was aware. Yeah. I was completely aware. Oh, it's good to be here. It's good to be here. Bob is um, my... Can you do that again? Yeah. Incredibly smart. Amazingly good looking. uh, Wildly talented. Yes. Great taste in music. And and you also talk about my other podcast credits. (laughs) He's been on such podcasts as... As Leave a Message. The previously unrecorded Leave a Message. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Did, and um, I was on my friend Ira's podcast. Oh, cool. Yeah. Ira Glass. She, yeah. <laughs> I was. You fucking liar. No, I was. You're a liar. No, I was. Really? Yeah. You swear? Yeah. On John's Life? On John's Life. What? What? It was like a call-in show. Oh, well, that's... They were like, uh... call in with a story idea. Oh, okay. So when I asked you, like, you got anything interesting you want to tell me that may relate? You didn't think that might be something cool? I, I, I didn't think. I don't know if it's, you know, is it good to come on a podcast and talk about other podcasts? Yes, or, sure. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah. I was on this. It was it's called This American Life. Yeah. Oh yeah. Chicago. Oh, well, anyway, I submitted that little oh, that, that podcast. Little, that little podcast turned Netflix show. Maybe you've heard of it. <laughs> this, this, it's a really small station called NPR. Look it up. Yeah. And now I feel more unprofessional than ever. So thank you for joining us today, Bob. Um, <laughs> You will see you out. Well, hang on. <laughs> no. But I was on This American Life for like, I've already been on this podcast for like 10 times longer than I was on that one. It was like this very, very short section. I like how you're like my friend Ira. I was like, I was like thinking I'm making a joke. Ira. Yeah. And you're like, no, yeah. Ira I was like, class. wait, could you put in a good word? Like, <laughs> Buried the lead. Yeah. <laughs> no shit. So yeah. Hi, hi, Ira. Hi. You're never gonna okay. hear this. No. So um, I was yeah. on a uh, the port. I was on a, in the Good Day Portland okay. in 2000. Mm. Look at you. Yeah, in a weather segment. Oh, what what yeah. were you calling to report the weather? Um, no, I was dropping off Johnsonville Bratwurst because <laughs> I worked for Johnsonville Bratwurst at the time, and they would let me just walk in to like the weather segment. They just go bring go bring it to the meteorologist. <laughs> He'll love it. 
<laughs> product placement. Yeah. That's great. And if the internet would have been around in like the year 2000, I, I mean, would have a copy of that video, but I don't. I do you know the internet was around in the year 2000? <laughs> By internet, I mean YouTube. Oh, okay. Okay. And like, okay. I was like, Fair wow. Enough. Fair okay. enough. <laughs> no, but, but the internet came out like, I think it was about 19... 19- well, it's not. It, oh, you listen, nobody, nobody listen, knows. Nobody we, we're still trying to figure out if Caesar or Jesus came first. So yeah. we're not going to know. What came first, the Jesus or the Caesar? Yes. The Je- Jesus or the Julius? The salad? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, Jesus made the Jesus. Caesar salad. Oh. Julius Caesar. Julius Caesar. <laughs> Orange Julius. <laughs> Orange Julius, exactly. Orange Julius. We're not good with history is the point there. No, yeah. We're yeah. not at all. We still don't know who wrote the Bible. What, Dates, what about timelines? geography? Oh um, no, I know the continents. Okay, well, <laughs> you know. Okay, I know where Zambia is because I looked it up. So the reason I mean, the reason I was on the show that's what yes. you want to know. Yeah. Yes, this well, American Life. This American Life with Ira Glass. <laughs> okay, so the I, I submitted a story via um, just email, and the producer Brian Reed, who uh-huh. you know from like yeah. Um, S Town. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, their name, I'm dropping <laughs> podcast names all over the place. I'm here Maybe for it. Maybe you heard of that one. Which is yeah. still my favorite podcast of all time, S Town. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, so good. Brian Reed, who um, he called me, took the story, and um, it got on. So the story is I'm in the mall. It's 1994. I promised Brian Reed I would never tell the story again if it got on This American Life, but I'm telling it again. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so. Cross content. <laughs> so, you know the guys that carry the clipboards and take yeah. surveys and that? Yeah. Well, I'm that guy, and I'm getting people's information because they're, they're like doing consumer surveys and stuff, but at the end, you need their demographic information, including a phone number. Yeah. Nobody wants to give you their phone number. Right. Their landline. Their landline. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is 1993. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, people just make up a number, and he says, it's, uh, it's like... Eight one five nine three three, and then he he, he says <laughs> six six seven two. <laughs> like that's not your number. And he says, "Why, why isn't that?" Num- what, what? And he he can't. He's like caught in this lie. And so yeah, that's my number. That's my number. The number you gave me is my number. Anyway, so that, that was like wait, what's so really? the show idea? The whole sh- yeah, it was my phone number. I got made up a phone number, and the phone number you made up was my number. Oh what? My god. Oh my god! So the that is show. Like, so we were we were submitting coincidence stories. Yeah. And oh so okay. They did a whole section of that show about the number coincidences, uh-huh. and that many of them were like these random, you know, similar numbers. <laughs> So that's it. That is and now so I promise crazy. I'll never say it. I'll never tell it again. Yeah, until he's on the, no- the next another podcast. podcast next week, and then on his podcast. And I just keep, but I would I would go on and, and brag about being on this show. So yeah, have that to look thanks, Bob. So okay, in that case, you can use your story yeah. again. <laughs> we'll allow it. That anyway, is really cool. So, though. Then yeah, when this were is you? probably the coolest podcast experience because it's professional. This I'm wearing headphones. This one is yeah. Aw. Wow. Well, I mean, it's this is like my first. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. I'm glad you. I don't want yeah. to set uh, expectations too high for future yeah. guests. I don't want to like oversell what we're doing. But thank you. We have Thanks. microphones and headphones and yeah. a table. So yeah. A new table at that. Mm-hmm. Things are we're really stepping up. Okay. Have, yeah. What year was it that you were on This American Life? Um. 
it was probably like 2014. Oh, so it was okay. yeah, pretty recent. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and I think the story is no coincidence, no story. Look at that. Hmm. We'll post it on our blog. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, we'll definitely post it on our blog. Um, the thing about Bob is he has a lot of stories. Yes. And when I first started hanging out with people in the neighborhood, they were like, oh, you have a podcast called Funeral Stories? You should, you should probably talk to Bob. Um, I was like, all right, cool. And, you know, they immediately went in with it with the story about your dad, which I won't spoil it right now. But I was like, wait, hold on. So I started talking to him. I was like, I'm going to convince you to be on this podcast. I'm going to convince you. <laughs> and I, every time I saw you, but I'd be it, like, like... You really think you convinced me? Um, I think that in t- I think once you started listening... No, I was like, you have a podcast and I'd like to be on a podcast. <laughs> well, then you didn't give it away because oh. every time I saw you, I was like, I'm going to pressure you until you do it. I'm going to pressure you. And then next... I thought you were just being nice. No, I was... I was trying to... Look how serious you were. <laughs> no, I was trying to make you do something you didn't want to do. In my mind. And in her mind, she's like, I'm this great negotiator. I've really convinced I've manipulated to you to think that you wanted to be on here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, that yeah. is how good she is. Every time well, I would... Yeah. What? You did it. Thank you. There you go. Yeah, it was like every time I started seeing Bob, he'd be like, hey... I forgot I had this story. And oh, then tell I started me. coming up with different stories. Yeah. And I was like, shit, dude. Like, And then I felt you- bad because I'm like, every sad, like, <laughs> traumatizing story, I think, oh, Casey, you got to hear this one. You're like, good news, Casey. I have another depressing story for you. <laughs> Which, oddly enough, I'm like, yes, I love content. <laughs> Give it to me. Give it- I want to make people cry. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I don't want to make people cry, but... Only certain people. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, with that, um, Bob is one of my new favorite people. So I'm really glad that he's in the neighborhood. Um, even though he said that I was, how he knew us was that I was his neighbor, not his friend. So we'll talk about that later. Oh. We can talk about it now. <laughs> yeah, Bob. So what was that about? So I thought that went to like a team of producers and stuff. And I didn't want them to know. A team of producers? That you were just lying in the show with your friends. All I'm doing. That's all it is. Well, so those so are the only people we can convince to come on here. Bob is listening backwards, so he doesn't. Which is, by the way, never listen to our series backwards. It's very episodic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or it's not episodic. It really builds upon itself. It's, no, it is episodic. Is that the yes? Ladies? Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Fucking words again. You nailed it. Um, thank you. But in the first five episodes, it's just like, well, obviously the first episode is us telling our stories, and then. The, you first, know, the whole idea for the podcast yeah. is the first episode, yeah. so it's a good one to start with. Yeah, and then we just go into me being like, yeah, this is my friend. Every guest is my friend. Yeah. And then our friends and South just say, yeah, it's yeah. just, yeah, we're not that professional. But thank you. Like, that makes me think I'm doing a really good job but, of saying you know it. Yeah. But back to that, you know what's funny about it is that, like, the team of producers that got it, it, like, it makes a difference whether Casey's lining it with her neighbors or friends. I guess I could have just said... Her, her friend and neighbor. My friend, my friend. <laughs> no, but it has progressed quickly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's from Casey. That's a big compliment because she makes, she meets people all the time and she makes friends, makes friends quickly, but she like only. I have a lot of them. Yeah. And I don't reply to most of them. She doesn't text me like I want you to meet this person about every person that she meets and I did I was like you have to meet Bobby he's got so many stories and I think the biggest thing for me is I haven't growing up like I was so big in the music industry and like not big in the music industry but like I was in very involved and I was super like heavy into music I love music yeah and 
becoming an adult and having a kid, I kind of don't make those connections anymore with people that like the kind of music I like. Mm-hmm. So that's like a, it's a personal thing to find somebody that likes and understands music yeah. and has like similar tastes. So that's been like the, my f- most favorite thing is I'm like, oh my God, Bob, do you know this song or... Yeah. yeah. Do you like this band? No, yeah. And then and then I'm learning new music that because I just I haven't found new music in so long. Yeah. So that's been my favorite thing. We're. <laughs> oh, I just mouthed something to it that I can't say on air, which is totally. Anyway. We need a sign language. Anyway, as I was saying, Bob is like my new favorite person. So. Um, is this the part where we exchange gifts? Yes. So I got you a bowl of strawberries. <laughs> that oh. she's eaten half of. <laughs> yeah. Where's your, so. Are those tweezers? Where? Oh, no. I thought, no. You, I thought you were eating strawberries with the tweezers. Yeah, I don't like forks. Forks are hairbrushes. No, okay? it's just that all the forks were dirty this morning, so you're using tweezers. <laughs> yeah, I'm using tweezers. <laughs> it's a little doop, doop. Oh. <gasps> These I brought for you. Oh my god! Okay, so he's the he's the creator of Milk Jeans. He is, so, guys. This is the this, fucking coolest thing. You don't have a gallon of milk, though. I'll I will start buying a gallon. So these are traditional milk jeans. Oh, and what my these god. do is these go up around your a traditional gallon of milk, <laughs> and it protects. You know so that excited right now. The light in your fridge is dan- you know that that. Ages your milk faster than it normally would. Yeah. And oh when your kid, when your kid leaves the milk on the on the counter for a long time, and it, and so it's like a koozie. Mm-hmm. It is. It's gonna keep your milk better. And then you spill a little milk. What it, it has, and I, I don't know if you want to describe oh my that. Gosh. It's like um. It, imagine, We're actually size what? It's, it's jeans a pair for? of children's jean shorts with. These aren't um, jean shorts. These are actual jeans. Oh, <laughs> cut, cut, cut into shorts. Or a mini skirt. Uh, or a mini skirt. There you go. And um, then it's somewhat... With the leg a, holes covered in crochet. Which, it's the... Yeah, those are of, handmade washcloths. Wow. That, that then fill the leg holes. Did you make the... And make the, the bottom of the, of the milk jean. Did you make the... No, my cousin Chris... Or my, my wife's cousin Kristen did. Oh, okay, so y'all yeah. are a team. Yeah. You need to go on she Shark Tank. She doesn't know, though. You're going to go on Shark Tank? She so, doesn't know. <laughs> I was thinking if this is the right time. I mean, you, you can tell me if it's not the right time, but to no, talk about like the right if time. this show was sponsored, like brought to you by Milk Jeans, <laughs> yes, funeral yes, stories yes. brought we, to you by Milk Jeans. We yes. have to record a promo spot after this. Like, <laughs> yes. no shit. Like, hi, I'm That's Bob Yanka, the creator of Milk Jeans. And I'm here to tell you about this podcast, Funeral Stories. We're really happy. <laughs> I don't know about you. But more about Milk Jeans. So have you ever left your milk out too long on the counter? Does it condensate? I know I have. Oh, does it leave that yucky white chalky film on your glass shelf? Clean your shelves every time you take your milk out. <laughs> yeah. This is this is Bob. <laughs> this is the nicest thing I've ever gotten. Ever. Oh. Okay. <laughs> oh. Well, no, because I'm going to give you something else, and I don't I don't know if that's going to be better. Goodness. Be better. What are they? Is it a coke or coke jeans? <laughs> Coke jeans, that'd be great. That'd be a coffee skirt. No, I'll save coffee skirt. Uh, If the opportunity presents itself for more gifts, I'll bring more. Okay, more gifts. Okay, so wow, we have to prove ourselves for gifts. Yeah, for sure. Okay, 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 okay. okay. All right, I'll be on my best behavior. (laughs) And these are going to be on the website. Yeah, these. Yeah, yes. We'll put these on the blog. You need like an Etsy. These are definitely going to be. Totally. I have an Etsy. Well, yeah. We'll sell them at through Wild Souls. She won't even take any of the top. You sell clothes. Yeah. You sell clothes for 
like I sell gift items also. Of milk. I sell. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I actually have a blue jean, a refurbished. Can we yes. talk real quick about the price point? Okay, yes, absolutely. So I you actually must. have a reworked denim collection called wild blue because my i'm wild souls and so wild blue is our reworked denim collection so this would wild be child is our children's collection so this is, this is wild, like wild, wild blue milk <laughs> wild, jugs. wild jugs oh my god i love it oh, and then yeah. and then i'll be sitting with <laughs> just hand oh on my, my gosh <laughs> no you'd be hand on your hip drinking a gallon of milk <laughs> from the gallon <laughs> with the milk jeans Got milk. <laughs> Got milk. Oh I do now. God. Oh my God, this is genius. Got milk jeans. We so we need to be silent investors that are not so silent. <laughs> yeah. Literally just, just like so just scary. investors. Just investors. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Sometimes the words just happen. <laughs> I don't really know how to deal with them. Wow. It's just like no. It's gonna be a real This loud, is a business word investor. I know. <laughs> extremely obnoxious loud investor i love how these are really just standing up i know this one um not so much but that's okay. yeah when you can get it <laughs> so you have to describe like that is uh, like a very cheap just corduroy yeah, denim from Carter's. this must be a nice like 100 percent. and then you get a nice here. like i was right 100 percent cotton i'm telling you i'm gonna hold denim. that one regular standard old navy yeah. mini skirt Oh, it is a mini. So, do you go by children's? Damn, this thing's hitting my boobs. Do you go by mini skirt? No, that's a, that's not a mini skirt. Though that is just cut higher. Oh, you made it. So the the legs are completely cut off. Oh I've cut God. out the the middle section. You, see? you know, yeah. You are really a man of many talents. <laughs> I must say. Yeah, you, you know how many of these I've sold? How many? None. <laughs> So, how much would you sell some milk jeans for? Milk jeans. I was thinking ten bucks. <laughs> ten bucks. Okay. But okay. I, I, I have got to rework. Handmade. You know what? That that saves you at least two gallons of milk. Yeah. Oh, that pays for itself. So yeah. there you go. Yeah, and you don't have to take your shelves out and clean them all the time. Yeah. Like I clean wow. my refrigerator all yeah. the time. I yeah. Once a year. <laughs> once a year. But now I don't have to do it once a year. Yeah. Genius. Genius. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even. You can't do it. This is. You're not even. You're not even trying, are I'm, you? I mean, I feel like I'm firing on all cylinders today, but you just keep <laughs> making me step it up. Yeah. Okay. So milk jeans are genius. Yeah. Um, Bob is a man of many. So the talents. next indie south. I think yeah. farmers markets and stuff. They're like. <gasps> oh my God! We should team up with a milk company, and then it's like if you for every however many gallons of milk you buy at once, then. <laughs> You get a free pair of milk jeans, mm-hmm. or a pair of milk jeans for five bucks. I mean, and even hey, can if you go back to being a silent investor? <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, say no more. <laughs> Welcome to Funeral Stories with Bob and Laura. <laughs> no, not not a bad idea. I can take criticism <laughs> real well, <laughs> real well. It's cool. It's fine. It's fine, Bob. It's fine. I'm okay. Hmm. Mm. Well, thank you so much for our milk jeans. Yes. You don't know how much much. this means to me. Oh, I was going to tell you the story. So I got the idea and then I had to make my first prototype. Yes. And so I get home and I always pick my son up from from school. He's playing in the other room. Then my wife comes home and I've got like music playing. I've got three (laughs) pairs of John's pants cut up. And my wife, she is like, he's lost it. He is. He's tripping balls. He's gone. Yeah. yeah. So... But now she's like mildly proud. Oh, 
She but wishes. No I think she wishes I would come up with like I would, you know, follow it up with another. But that's so hard, man. That's the creative you process. How do you? Well, you can't. You, fo- <laughs> you can't follow this up. <laughs> this is it. That's it. This is the oh. pinnacle of your existence. <laughs> Funeral stories by Milk Jeans. Is- <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i mean i'm, I'm guessing With you that. hadn't done this when you were on this is life yet so no this american life this american life this <laughs> is life what is that what is that i don't know this is life. not a tv show when you were on this i is mean life. this is the this tv is just show life this, this. <laughs> i mean we're we're in life this right now life. we're living so no this these are this is only like a ooh, like six maybe three month old project Oh, really? Okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. So it's well, in this infancy. Yeah, so I would. I would. I mean, it is a forty. Infancy. Well, well, that didn't work. That's toddlership. Yeah, it's toddlership. Never mind. Yeah. So anyway, that's that. Silent investor. Well, <laughs> thank you. Thank, thank fuck, you. So I have much. some milk jeans. Yeah. Should we just wrap it up? <laughs> so that's it. And uh, everyone, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to funeral stories. <laughs> that's what i wanted to do (laughs) (laughs) you're like yeah yeah, i don't want to talk about a funeral i want to talk about milk jeans so we say all of this to say if you think that's all his stories you could not be farther from the truth uh like i said bob had every time i saw him he had a new story that he'd either forgotten about and then right like just a couple days ago he had a new story with a friend that passed away and I'd like to apologize to you on air for that because I'm pretty sure that we had something to do with it because we've we attract it (laughs) to ourselves like (laughs) I I think sometimes I watch a baseball game and I I think that (laughs) somehow I have affected the outcome of that game the reason the Bears lost against the Packers is because everyone left and I started talking about who they played the next week. Yeah, like, yeah. So, oh, this game's over. Yep. Yes. Don't so. ever do that, especially against the Packers before halftime. I know. I've got the weight of the world right now because I've, <laughs> I've affected so many different outcomes. But you're also in my life. the reason the Cubs won the series. Y'all are both just fucking crazy. I am. I'll take that. <laughs> I'll take that. Yeah. So I think uh, I wanted to start. So Bob's going to be on probably a couple more episodes. But I wanted to start when the big story I wanted to talk to him about was his dad. But I thought that was going to be it until I started talking to him a little bit more. And I learned about uh, more about his background and his time in Zambia. Um, And it kind of blew my mind that he didn't when I first talked to him about funeral stories, he didn't really think anything about it in the sense of like his life like the, oh well my dad died so yeah and that makes sense but then it was like peeling back the layers of an onion going when holy it's, shit yeah, when it's your life yeah. it's totally normal yeah yeah absolutely yeah. absolutely that's all you know yeah mm-hmm. but and you probably don't even realize or think that like there's grief involved in some of these things at some point so anyway do you want to talk about your time in yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, since you brought brought up my friend um, recently, yeah, it was one of those. And my lead into you about living in Zambia and or how I've learned or dealt or experienced death was was. Um, I mean, I would say in Zambia is where I kind of learned about sort of the inevitability of what happens. Yeah. Um, and all the things that you can't prevent. Sometimes things that are seem totally preventable you can't prevent um and so being there we were there for four years and we moved there my wife and i moved there in 2006 and stayed until 2010 
Um, and during that time, we I would say that we stayed there because of the people we met. And yeah. Just so resilient and happy and hardworking, the people who worked at our site. Um, and what is it that you did? So um, my wife and I worked at a research center um, in the capital of Zambia, in Lusaka. And there's two other sites at that time in Kitwe and in Ndola, mm. Ndola, Zambia. So those two towns are in the north. Lusaka is very central Zambia. Um, do you know where Zambia, you said you knew where Zambia yeah. was? Yeah, isn't it western? Hang on, I brought a map. Oh, good. Oh, my gosh. Shit. What? You are so professional. Okay. Here, let's see. Okay. There it is. Oh, over the candle. Yeah, I'm sorry. Am I supposed to pick it out? Yeah, you, you both you, oh. you, you both agree on, on one country. <laughs> this, this is Antarctica. <laughs> that is the continent in this Africa, continent. and I'm done. <laughs> okay, okay, so I'm going to guess totally wing it here. Is you both it? have to agree on one. Oh, I was going to say this area-ish. Sure. So I have to pick one of the shapes? Oh, okay. So I'm going to, this one right here. Let me see. <laughs> oh my God. Yep, that's it. <laughs> that is it. <laughs> I see. I thought I'd, I thought I'd fool you. You got it. You can't get it past me, Bob. Um, <laughs> um, that's the worst pen ever. It is. It's pretty not good. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so yeah, look at us. We're so smart. You're so We're smart. Really you actually. Um, I mean, I did kind of get it on yeah, the that, side there. <laughs> yeah. You circled Angola. Okay. So yeah. Zambia is considered Southern Africa. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was Western. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Just above. Just above that, it, it, it's described as East and West. Okay. I mean, the, yeah, oh. So. Okay. Yeah. I guess so. Because it's it's just yeah, the tip. Just the tip. So. <laughs> So we were in Lusaka, Zambia, um, and that's um, pretty much central. Yeah. Um, To the north is the Congo, and then to the south is Zimbabwe and Botswana. Um, At the very southern tip of Zambia is where Victoria Falls is. Okay, I do know that is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, uh, like, and yeah. So. One of the supposedly uh, hundred places to see before you die. Oh well, yeah. you saw it. I saw it many times. Okay, that's great. And during the day and at night, it's really cool. I bet. Wow. So, um, so yeah, we lived in the in the capital, which is a kind of overpopulated, not very um, well thought out in terms of transportation. Too many cars for the roads that are there. Um, gritty, yeah. um, kind of rough. Lots of poverty. Um, and our project specifically was um, working on HIV testing and counseling and um, clinical trials related to uh, an HIV AIDS vaccine. Right. So, and our, our counseling was all based on couples. So we were invited, we set up clinics oh, cool. where husbands and wives would wow. come together because the virus doesn't transmit the, as easily um, or as often as people think. Mm. Um, it can take many, many exposures. Yeah, that's... Um, 300 people mm-hmm. have said uh, exposures, which, you know, don't don't behave like, yeah. like yeah. that. But, yeah. Um, yeah, don't take, the, think you're in the clear. Yeah, so, yeah. For, for, and, and that's what they're studying, is is what is specific about that day. Is it something, oh, um, okay, cool. especially uh, virulent about the that specific virus? Because when you have the HIV, you, you have many yeah. um, copies of the virus, many versions of the virus. And it's only, only one of those viruses that jumps to the other person so if you could figure out how to turn off or stop that one virus or 
figure out what is making the person susceptible to receiving that strain of the virus on that specific day. Yeah. So we'd have discordant couples, one's positive and one's negative, coming for routine visits and follow up. That's fascinating. Wow. And what so you could you could give them condoms, teach them how the negative partner can stay negative. Yeah. Keep that family unit together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and most of those people, the neg- in those couples, most of those couples kept a negative partner. That person really? stayed negative. Wow. Um, where if a person did turn positive, you had the history. Yes, of, you knew of what. what the you know what you have all these samples. And I'm not I'm not a scientist. I should say I manage the finance and administration. <laughs> but you know aspect. quite a bit. That was what I was going to ask: is how did you get um, into that? Like, where did you go to school? What did you study? How did you get into that? I I went to school at Lewis University, uh-huh. south of Chicago. Okay. And studied psychology. Oh. And I went to moved to Seattle. My wife and I lived in Seattle for five years mm-hmm. and um, got a master's degree, an MBA. Did y'all get married before college? No. No. Okay. So we went to high school together. Uh-huh. Then we and we were good friends in high school. We went to different colleges. Met oh, okay. up. We actually met up again in like 1990 or no 2000 mm-hmm. in Seattle. Okay. She had, I was working there with the Johnsonville job. Oh, it took yeah. me to Portland. <laughs> yeah. Um and. She had just moved for like a change of scenery. Uh-huh. And so then my job ended and I stayed. Nice. It, but my wife doesn't like when I say that. I stayed because my future wife was there. <laughs> yeah, that makes, yeah, that sounds a lot so. better. <laughs> I stayed because the love of my life was there. <laughs> okay, so then you, how did y'all get involved in the HIV initiative? Um, uh, so th- I, yeah, my wife um, went to Emory mm-hmm. and um, met the researcher who um, Dr. Susan Allen is mm-hmm. her name and she um, has been working in Rwanda since 19, wow. like, 1986 wow um, and she hired us both Michelle managed the laboratory and I managed the finance side that's awesome for that particular project in Lusaka yeah so, and you were only supposed to be there a year you said. And we went there for a year and then stayed and was able she has other, another project in Rwanda so mm-hmm. we were able to visit that project wow and, make friends and I still have like some really good friends in in Rwanda um and and, and again one of those friends has passed away since yeah. I left so yeah I would say the frailty of life there seems to be more so than than develop you know where you know what we're used to and yeah. Quick, um, clicking your pen nervous <laughs> can you hear it yeah <laughs> um, i thought it was you at first I'm no like, no i'm like i was like now's the best time to say this sorry <laughs> no okay three two, two yeah so anyway yeah so i would just say that that death seemed to be more frequent when i when yeah. i was there it affected more people um so had you had experiences with people close to you dying before that or at least uh, would, being exposed to yeah um like my very normal i would say yeah. things I was like gonna ask the, did the, your dad pass away before or after you were no, in Zambia? W- w- he passed away just two years ago oh, so okay. that was 2016 right. and yeah we came back in 2010 okay so i'd say before that was like grandparents yeah and, and not that that's not terrible yeah. but it was like sort of the regular cycle right so not no one before the age that you would assume mm-hmm. or like expect i think my grandmother my mom's mother was the first and I, I think she was roughly the same age as my dad when he passed so oh, wow. i shouldn't say you know like i'm sure that was traumatic yeah so well, but sure, yeah. for for a kid you're, you let your parents but bear the, that yeah so, yeah in my case when i was 11 yeah, yeah. um but then you have the stark contrast of being in Zambia 
with the life expectancy of what? I when I was there, I think it was like thirty eight. Wow. Um, so which you've th- yeah. So yeah. So there's. I mean, there's probably a lot of infant mortality. I don't yeah. know if under five deaths are included in that or whatever. Yeah. But there's, yeah, it's it's still it's it happens a it's lot. It's significant. More. Yeah. Um, yeah. So and what do you think the? I mean, AIDS obviously contributes. Yeah. To so it. I, I would say leading up into the early 2000s, it was, it was a lot of AIDS deaths, and um, I had the opportunity to when I went to funerals I, I could you could walk through different sections or to to the plot where you were going for the burial you end up walking through a section of you're looking at these dates and these mm-hmm. are all people my age that, yeah. born in 1977 1978 79 and they're all dying you know many died in in those years that I was you know graduating yeah. college and I had my whole life ahead uh, totally of me totally ign- unaware of your privilege and your yeah yeah so yeah. that that's hard to think you know, and and I didn't see that level of um uh, it, it, to right now the drugs and the the antiretrovirals are so they are accessible mm-hmm. um people understand the importance and you can live long healthy life so yeah. i have lots of i mean i know people that are positive and they are living yeah. and working and mm-hmm. happy and um so uh Working in yeah. an environment like that, did you ever kind of get to a point where you had to become sort of desensitized just to sort yeah. of get I through it? Do I think you do? But I, there were, I mean, pretty much, I mean, lots. Of, uh, I was affected. I mean, I don't yeah. think I got numb to it, but no. you learn how to deal with it, right? And I mean, like yeah, you know, you medical learn, you, doctors, I mean, veterinarians, anyone that works in some a circumstance that's sad like that, I feel like you have to sort of yeah come up. I would up say with where ways. there's and where there's like kind of cliche great sadness there's like really really you know when it was good it was really really good yeah. you drive right. drive two hours out of town and you're in the middle of absolutely nowhere yeah mm-hmm. and i think back to like my mother and my mother-in-law and my wife being out on a boat and my brother was there out fishing on this river there's nobody mm-hmm. yeah and there's hippos coming up like <laughs> next to you and it's wild. you can yeah you're just in this like unbelievably like peaceful happy yeah this would be the 10 that we were talking about last yeah i'm talking about on like the scale of one to ten one being like i hate everything i want to kill myself right now and 10 being euphoria yeah there's you know people that settle at about a seven their whole life that's pretty great you're like living most of your life at a seven that you're doing pretty good but then you have those moments that are a 10 but i'm just jumping from those tens yeah yeah (laughs) that's great yeah yeah, i try to just jump to that's great and that's and hold on to that 10 while you have it but you can't just go like wait when's the next one gonna come and you have to you know and you have to experience the yeah under five threes fours every now and then to really really appreciate appreciate the tens Yeah. yeah which would be i mean everything from Seeing what you saw in Zambia and losing your dad, to yeah, mm-hmm. truly value the, the right. tens. Mm-hmm. The so yeah, after we had talked about that, then then I got the message this week that my friend Chuele yeah. had passed away, and that was like, not that's not the name that's associated with that type of you know like yeah. those things are just don't go together. This like vibrant, happy, oh yeah, you know, healthy, young. Guy. He looked really fun. I looked at his. Yeah, yeah. it's mm-hmm. just like to like to being gone and and, and it was sudden su- and it's suddenness like is yeah. is what I've run into before. Like, um, we had a driver at the project that passed away, and he was you know just like there and then just not there. Yeah. 
So yeah, and that was the you went to the funeral, yeah. Yeah. So then that was probably the first funeral I went to there. Yeah. Okay. How many funerals do you think you'd been to um, there? I didn't go to too many funerals. I mean, when our employees like if we and we had a few employees pass away, I, would, I went to all of those. Yeah. But around me, there was lots of others, but I wasn't close enough to it to like sure be part of the yeah. service and yeah. And, and I probably didn't, you know, I didn't seek it out. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, it's not always. Not everyone's like so, us. <laughs> but no, like the Zambian, like it's very ritualistic. I I don't know the whole process, but mm-hmm. you know, a family member passes away. Uh, one of our um, staff members lost a spouse, and I just remember as soon as that happened. People congregated at the house. Mm. A fire is lit in front of the house, so you need lots of wood to keep this fire going. Oh, wow. um, the the women in the family stay with the body inside, while the men largely stay outside. The women kind of wash and prepare. Yeah. I think the body for um, the service and burial. That's amazing. So um, it's stressful on the family because. Yeah. You need to feed a bunch of people. So not only have you lost your spouse, but now you've got people coming from perhaps a village yeah. um, or other side of town that they, they're they obligated to be there mm-hmm. or not, you know, they they probably want, you know, want to be there because that's what is expected of your family. But yeah. when you have to feed all these people and like, yeah, it's, it, all of a sudden this, this horrible thing is now a very expensive thing. So, um, yeah. How do they deal with that? I think, I mean, for our group, we, we were able to give allowances to people when they had oh, okay. a death in the family. So we like, I mean, took care of some of the expense. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if that covered all of it, but yeah. Um, and how do they, they, you said they prepare the body. Do they, I mean, do they go in a casket and get lowered yeah, so down? Is it a wooden box? It's a wooden it, box yeah. and, and with like a viewing, I mean, so you okay. can still view the body. Yeah. Um, but it, there are there are professional guys who go and dig the graves. Okay. So you get there and I mean these guys are just tough. Like just digging like they could dig mm-hmm. a grave and pretty quick. Wow. So um yeah, and then and then the body is lowered, the grave is covered and flowers are placed on the top and and that's, kinda, you kind of smudge out the flowers, like put your hands over them so the petals kind of fall off and yeah. stay on top and mm-hmm you know sort of that those flowers are going to stay there. Nobody can come yeah. and maybe take them or put yeah. them on a, uh, take them for a different service or sure. you know, whatever, whatever happens. So yeah. And it's, it's very emotional. Like I would say that nobody, I mean, I, I talk, t- talk about it like it happens, you know, it's, it's a normal thing, but it's, still shocks people to yeah. the core you know Sorry. and it still hurts everyone is every time you experience it it like you guys have talked about on this show it like it's not only it's a new entity it's like opening it's like magnetizing <laughs> all, all of these yeah. other mm-hmm. yeah other losses so were you gonna tell us or laura doesn't know it, the story about the driver oh the funeral? yeah so yeah. so people speak at the funeral mm-hmm. and um mostly family and stuff and then they look and they say is somebody here from the employer and I'm like oh no and then people start looking at me and then, <laughs> oh, no. like somebody's nodding at me like yeah it's your turn it's your Do turn it. buddy and I was just like Phil was a good man and he was a good driver and he liked to listen to the radio <laughs> because he just we were just trying to keep like five cars running yeah. and he is always coming to me he's like Hey boss, um, hey boss, how about the radio in my car? 
Like, I, I really, I really just like listening to the radio. And so, I, I like. I mean, I hope we got him a radio. I can't Aww. remember, but yeah. So, um, you know, just like simple things like that. And yeah. like another friend of mine loved Kenny Rogers, and so I'd bring him Kenny Rogers tapes so he could listen to those in his car. This is someone from or like one of our other drivers at the at the project, and he's yeah. from loved, Zambia. Oh yeah, Zambian guy loved country music. <laughs> That's so funny. The, the end of that story was my wife telling me, Bob, you you gave the speech from the Big Lebowski. Yeah. You were John Goodman. <laughs> John Goodman now. John Goodman, yeah. She told me that story when we were over at your house for dinner, and she was like, I just wanted, I was going to kill him. I was just like, I cannot believe you literally quoted the Big Lebowski. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah. That's pretty great, yeah. though. Well, you were put on the spot a little yeah. bit totally. at a funeral, totally. so and, and just... kept it short, sweet. short and sweet. Said true Sorry. facts, true things, <laughs> things that are true. There you go. So you were there until two thousand ten. Ten. You came back to Athens. No, we lived in Atlanta for a couple Atlanta. years. Yeah. Okay, okay. And then my wife went to school here at okay. UGA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And were y'all yeah. living in Atlanta then? No, we we okay. moved here right when she got into school. Okay. So, and now she's been done with school for two years and we're still here. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great place. So we probably, I don't know what we're going to do. We'll probably, he's from Illinois. Mm-hmm. So probably go back up to Illinois. I don't know. Yeah. Just stay in Athens. It's cold there. Yeah. yeah it's kind of cold. I haven't lived, I haven't really wintered. So did you want to talk a little bit about your dad? Because you, wait. Oh, yeah. I mean like. Do you want to talk about when your dad visited Zambia? Sure. Okay. Um, so. Or you do whatever, go wherever you want with that. Yeah, um, I would say some of our most fun experiences were going on safari, yeah. and that's you can do that um, in pretty much any direction from Lusaka. Like we can go into Malawi. Pull out your map. Where's I Ma- had my map. Where's Malawi? I had it. I had it. Hold so on. we one of our first trips was was over into Malawi. Like you go straight uh, east. Um, my I wedding ring. It. My wedding ring is in Lake Malawi. Oh my god! Oh my god! That's oh, good. Yeah. Somewhere. So when our listeners in um, Zambia and Malawi hear this, they're going to try to find you. I snorkeled for like four hours Re- trying oh, to find gone. it because it was so clear. I was like, no, it probably just floated, you know, floated and sitting right on the top of the hard sand. It's in a hippo's belly. Um. Well, I just got really bad sunburn. Oh, I'm oh. sure on your back. So I lost my ring, got sunburn. Oh. And then we ran out of money, and then we couldn't find an ATM that would take our card. How did you get back? Really stressful. Um, some one of the people we were with got an ATM to work. Well, that's nice. Yeah, we had trouble paying our bills. Oh my god. Yeah. We yeah. Were well, destitute. But um, <laughs> struggle is real. <laughs> yeah. So like, but you know, you're hitch- hitchhiking between some destinations and riding in the back of trucks, and it's just like there's no. I mean, it's just wide open. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You just kind of fend for yourself. And um, yeah. So uh, we went on safari and we didn't, you go into Malawi and you're mostly going for the lake and hanging out. Um, go into Botswana and there's a national park where we saw just hundreds and hundreds of elephants. And my dad and I, when he came, um, me, my wife, and my dad stayed in a tent. So they're two man tents. So me and Michelle are in one tent. My dad's in the other tent staying in the middle of a national park where there, we saw like lions and stuff and hours you, before. And this is, was this your first, uh, your dad's first time? To yeah, Africa? Yeah. yeah. And I didn't know he was claustrophobic. And so he didn't sleep the whole night. Oh, and he's probably also like, he's yeah, and, and because <laughs> he was in a tent and he couldn't go out because yeah. there's wild animals. So he was yeah. just trapped. And he couldn't sleep. Oh my God. <laughs> so, but before, so he arrived on 
right during World Cup in 2010. Oh, wow. So it was just like crazy yeah. because World Cup was in South Africa. Yeah. Um, he arrives on a long flight that stopped in Ethiopia and ended up in Zambia. He goes from there to a bus and we take a bus all the way to Livingston. So he hadn't hit a bed for like an hour, oh, more than an more than two days, I think. <coughs> we get to the lodge in, in Zambia. There's nobody there. Whoa. Sorry. So, <laughs> Sorry, guys. So he's finally now to a point where he could maybe sleep and he's in a tent and, and he can't, can't sleep. He can't. And then I'm sure y'all got up the next day and had a full oh, day. Oh, yeah. It was like yeah. every day. You got to pack so much stuff into, into each day. So, oh, God. No, but it was such a great experience. Like everything I had told him about, he could see for himself. And he was so appreciative. And he sure. wrote for the newspaper yeah. in my hometown. So he was able to every day submit more stories and more pictures. Oh, wow. And that's so Pretty cool. much just write whatever he wanted to write about what we did that day yeah and so now i still have those like newspaper clippings of our you know that and that's that time. so oh. unique to have that yeah, yeah. like it's, it's almost like um well i mean it'd be as if he wrote like a memoir yeah yeah and you'd be able to read and see how you see how yourself through yeah how you see yourself through your dad's eyes yeah yeah. Like, and you know the fact that I can't take a compliment? Like, yeah. I could never write about myself or the things yeah. that I'm doing as if right. somebody else would be interested. Yeah. I would never go on a podcast and talk about myself <laughs> as if somebody else would be interested. I would. No, okay, so maybe I, I guess I would do that. But, like, my dad just had such a gift at, like, saying exactly sort of how he felt or how being able to convey how other people yeah. felt. Or Well, and he, one of the things that struck me, you know, I've, I, went to journalism school and it is a very unique gift to have to be able to tell a story about something that would normally not be that special you know but he very normal people are they, like yeah he said he turned ordinary people hero, into extraordinary into heroes mm-hmm. yeah yeah so he most of his while he was working in the newspaper he had um been covering the races mm-hmm. at our um local track like a quarter mile dirt track yeah. and so um he He'd take us there and submit, you know, we'd all go back to the to the newspaper and he'd write the stories and we'd sleep on the floor. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, he like was just a part of him to like, oh, and, and the people that he'd meet at the racetrack are like, you know, like very everyday people. Yeah. And he can portray them as this dramatic race car yes. driver <laughs> who all of a sudden on Friday night, like kids, little kids want his autograph. Yeah. But Aww. during the week, he's a plumber, yeah. you know? Yeah. So well, and it, he, one of the things I read about him was that he made people that didn't care about racing care about racing through his stories. Right. Which yeah. is, and there was another story that I read he wrote, um, and it was about like a high school basketball team or like a tournament. And I might, I may be uh, remembering this incorrectly, but the whole thing was about how the one kid saw another play. And like a couple games before, and then he came to his coach and was like, "Can we just try it? Like we're losing. Can we just try it?" And so the coach, after a couple more plays, was like, "Sure, let's go." And the way he, and they did it, and they yeah. ended up doing great. I was at that game. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah. yeah, but he says he's like, "I'm so fortunate to get to write these stories that normally no would not get out of the locker room." Oh, hang on, oh. I, I, was like, I got another so thing cool. to show you. One second. Okay. It's like, um, I'm. Is he in here? Yeah. Oh, my, oh my God. <laughs> so I'm holding a chicken soup for the NASCAR soul. This is amazing. So what page? I think it's page nine. Page nine. And so oh, I used Bob's to love the chicken dad soup is in here. Books. 
for all my Seattle fans, this is what a $300 story looks like. The author. <laughs> oh my God. This so that's, is yeah, that's a story um, of it his, says, like one of oh, his. Oh, it says your dad under it. Yeah. <laughs> that's so, so cute. I'm going to read this before yeah. you leave. Yeah. Because it's. So the gist of it is, is one of his favorite drivers from when he was going to the races with his uncle when he was young was a guy named. Oh, wait are you asking like me the first, it, oh yeah. the quote no, no no it'll be a guy's name i can't think of his name but hold on um, we're gonna f- joe weaver joe weaver and so joe he knew joe weaver was in a nursing home and was real old, you know Aww. nearing the end and he wanted to do something special for him one of the drivers that was coming to the track at that time had a car from like the 1960s and you know that same body like, type yeah um and so he convinced that guy to repaint it to look exactly like this guy's old car. Oh my god! Oh my god! He gets him out to the racetrack, and this guy's in a wheelchair. He's like eighty-five years yeah, old. I'm old. gonna say. Yeah. And they lift him out of his wheelchair, put him into the passenger seat, and these cars don't have passenger seats, yeah. so they had to like fashion a passenger seat and even put a seat belt in it oh and stuff. God. And so he gets around the track, and they kind of go a little bit fast, I think, around the first two, and then they stop towards the end and he kind of talks about when he was in the press box people wondered you know was that too much for him yeah and then the driver hits the gas and they come around the 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 other two corner uh, the third and fourth corner and joe weaver's got a, just, just uh, got a checkered flag oh my out the window. god that's so cute <laughs> oh he's like living his yeah. best life yeah. and so joe, i mean 85 go for it yeah, yeah I, I would say he's yeah. probably i mean he's probably he could have been older than that yeah yeah um, but when Joe Weaver passed away, his family was so touched by that story that they gave him a plaque and like said, "Oh my God, you know what so you sweet. what you wrote so many years after and the experience that you offered." And he writes the story as he witnessed it. Yeah, but he choreographed the whole thing. Yeah, that's amazing. So we, unbelievable guy sounds yeah. like. Yeah. Um, and he passed um in 2016. You said right? Yeah, August 2016. Suddenly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, and we're gonna have we'll talk more about that. But that you, would you, you, that's your most impactful death. Oh, by far. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You carry it with you. Yeah, um, I had a good friend pass away when when we lived out in Seattle mm. in a plane crash, and that was oh that was God. really hard too. How old? Um, he was probably twenty eight. Wow. Yeah. That's and wild. everybody else in that plane survived, and he was the pilot. Oh sh- so, shit! Yeah, that was a. That was one of those that was like a phone call and he was flying, they were flying back on New Year's Eve. Oh my God. And, and um, he managed to fly, to land the plane, but but upon landing, whatever they hit or something. Yeah. God, that's wild. Um, so, so yeah, there's still, yeah, and I, I've, I've talked to, corresponded with one of the guys in the plane, you know, since then. And yeah. it's always, it's kind of like, it's almost like kind of talking to him a little, you know. Yeah, like, cathartic. Yeah. Kind yeah. of like. yeah. Of course. I mean, so. that he was there when your friend died. And you have, I mean, there's so many more stories you have. But we're, we'll get into, I'm telling you, we could do so <laughs> many episodes and we will do more. But then you have the dying with dignity. You've got um, your dad. You've got Zambia deaths. You've got your friend in a plane crash. And I don't see how when I said, hey, I have a podcast called Funeral Stories. Do you have any funeral stories? You were like, no, not really. That was literally <laughs> yeah. what you said to me. And I'm like, oh. Okay. <laughs> After because you said yeah. people initially think like I need to think of something funny that happened at a funeral no, yeah. when you say it, and that's 
I think that's people's initial reaction, but yeah. that's not exactly what this has evolved into. Yeah, no, and it's definitely evolved, I would say. Yeah. So what would be your death jam? You can name one or 12. I started writing them down a while ago. Yeah. What would be your death playlist? Um, like, we're going to have a party when Bob dies. But can I, like, when you think of a death, or since you've got lots of death songs, mm-hmm, like death mm-hmm. jams on your list now, do you feel like they are instrumental or lyrical or exactly 50 50 or mine are more lyrical mine are definitely more lyrical yeah mine are but we have had people like one girl said somewhere over the rainbow yeah you know and that's like such a beautiful yeah. song it makes you yeah. feel it, it, it was from er remember when that guy died no i didn't watch er remember mm-hmm. dr carter was that, that george clooney no, the um, the guy that was in ER was also in Pet Cemetery, and I couldn't watch it oh. because yeah. um, Pet Cemetery just it's terrifying. Yes, because you had a Pet Cemetery. In your yeah. Okay, I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you a lyric, and you tell me the song. Oh God, okay. Bob. God, God only knows. God what? makes his plans. The information unavailable to the mortal man. Sing it. Oh, well, I guess that would give it away. Slip Sliding Away by Paul Simon. Oh, okay. See, Not really a good song. Yeah. Oh, no. What are you talking Maybe. about? I mean, it is a good song. At first, it's a good I was song. like, the Beach Boys? When you said God, yeah, God Only Knows. knows. God <laughs> only <laughs> Which, oh, that would be a really depressing yeah, funeral yeah. song. <laughs> God only be knows what I'd be without you. Well, you better figure it out. Oh, my God. Yeah, well, you don't have a choice yeah. now. So. Um, if I uh, wait, are we talking my funeral song? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is okay. I got a lot. Um, Your funeral. If I, if I still live in Athens, Georgia, I think it's going to be "Perfect Circle" by REM. Oh, yeah, that's beautiful. When, yeah, yeah. Um, and they'll totally come play. <laughs> there is. Uh, oh, you you said "Golden Slumbers," didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. That, and I didn't think of it until you said it, but then I put it on my list. <laughs> It's <laughs> um, all right. That's you can my... steal it. Sometimes I just want to have a song that I really like, like "Fool in the Rain." Yeah, yeah. So you should... up one. Yeah, you yeah. Always. There was one time I was walking back to my dorm room in college, and I heard that song playing, and I knew that of all in this big dorm, I knew it was coming from my window because Aww. my roommate was playing. <laughs> um, Joe Cocker feeling all right would be yeah, under the that same. would be great. Yeah. yeah. But see, you don't also, you don't want to just have people fucking bawling their eyes out the whole time. Right. Do you know The Obvious Child by Paul Simon? Yes. I just want that instrumental playing as I'm wheeled out of the church. Oh, fuck. It's just a lot of drums and loud music. Yeah, but that would be like kind of epic. Like this is your final fucking exit. Yeah. Leaving the stage. Yeah. Um, Do you know Josh Ritter? No, you sent me a song yesterday. Yeah. So Josh Ritter is like probably my favorite artist at the moment has been for let's say five years um and you don't even know him. i didn't know him uh, but, <laughs> but he's see, got a song he's got a song. beneficial yeah. friendship here yeah he's got a song called change of time which is very applicable i think some, some of the things he talks about and um it says the black clouds i'm hanging this anchor i'm dragging the sails of memory rip open in silence and like a lot of like very like make you think kind of visuals visual lyrics that are i think i i grab onto and then there's a sing-along at the end yeah when you're at a show he it's like a round kind of sing-along where Uh half the crowd is singing rough seas will carry me wherever i go yeah and he keeps singing change of time that's awesome it's really 
It's really a crowd pleaser. Um, <laughs> so at your funeral, you'll have that. Oh, and I like the love song that Always See Your Face. That's my, one of my <laughs> favorites. So though, oh, that was a list, but I would say Change of Time would be would yeah. be mine. And sadly, most people wouldn't know it, but, but hey, if you're that, there, yeah. just yeah. know that like that's like... Well, I mean, you're not playing Freebird, right? No. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, but I think that the I think always see your face would be maybe the most the, like the most gut wrenching sad song, oh, and it's such yeah. a happy song. So yeah. it's like, it, yeah, that wouldn't. I don't know if I can support that. So real quick <laughs> thing on that though, like since my dad has passed, like I feel like I've really like been searching for music that yeah. either he listened to or I know we owned as mm-hmm. kids and. Um, or things I just want to ask him about, like new bands, like Love. Like I've never yeah. heard of that band. I'm like, yeah. what's that about? Yeah, like and you he seemed to know like them. everything. Yeah, like he could yeah. Do crossword, you know, he just yeah. knew lots of like little stuff. Yeah, real good at crossword puzzles. Yeah, real good. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. So that's been your grief tactic, or something you've um, clung to. Yeah, and yeah. I think it's helped me too. Yeah, it's like, right. Um, it like lets you get i don't know it, it like pulls emotion from you, you a little bit and you kind of get that sense of getting to feel like they're still around a little bit like yeah. if they were still here like this is a song maybe we would share together or this is something we would discuss if they were yeah. still around well and music makes you feel yeah things like that well not everyone yeah. oh wait, and one of the last songs he sent he sent me was um a George Harrison song. I'm not gonna think oh, of the name. George oh. Harrison was the best oh my Beatle. gosh I love George Harrison he, hands down the best Beatle he wrote yeah. Here um, Comes the Sun. Um, yeah. And something so, yeah, in the way she moves. Se- oh, yeah. He would be sending something, songs, yeah. like just like a YouTube video or something. Yeah. So I miss that. Aww. But since I was far from my dad, a lot of our communication was on email. So oh, yeah. I, can, I can go back and like wow. see what, what were we talking about 10 years ago. And yeah. I still have the email. My dad created an email forward <laughs> that, you know, was like the most ridiculous email <laughs> forward that... Oh, uh, I maybe I'll send it. Was it, it to like you. a chainmail? It was a chainmail thing awesome. that he that he wrote saying that God was no longer answering normal prayers. <laughs> all emails had to be, or all prayers had to be submitted via email to and. Was it his email address? No, he oh, made up. It was so something. A a a the Messiah. The Messiah. <laughs> AOL.com. I was yeah. like, God at heaven.com. Yes. I was so like, then, what I was I you'd have to remember how those Lord. email forwards. So, and then. Yeah. And then it jumps into a story about this guy who passed out at a White Castle <laughs> on Christmas Eve and didn't wake up till the next day. <laughs> and like, and just keeps going on and on. See, and if you and if you believe this message and you share it with five people, <laughs> yeah, then you will. and you send me your credit card information. <laughs> and after you do that, you go sl- sit in your car for. 24 hours straight in a white castle parking lot in a white castle parking lot and if during those 24 hours you urinated in the car then your prayers will be answered Angel went a hundred dollars yeah so that's amazing and then it was Christmas and everybody was happy and yeah the end because it was goodbye that got too weird but no but it's uh, I still have that email yeah well you need to send it to me so we can post it on the blog okay we'll get it recirculating Oh yeah, you know he'd be just sitting back. Seth can track that too. Yeah. See how many. Sure, we'll do it through Mailchimp. <laughs> like a huge email blast. Yes, to all of our listeners. Yes, we'll be part of our Patreon. We only have like five <laughs> emails. <laughs> yeah, that we know of. God. Okay, so uh, are those your funerals? Do you have more? You, we'll ask you again tomorrow if you wanna. If you think of yeah. more. 
your funeral song. One of my oh, new funeral, my funeral songs. Song. Yeah, yeah, my funeral song. That's it. That's my. I gave you. I just that's a whole thing. One of my new funeral jams is "Come On Up to the House" by Tom Waits. I've like discovered oh. recently. Which, so, yeah, Tom, if you're out there, Tom, if you're out there, we've decided that um, you're our spokesperson. <laughs> yeah, we might need to have you on sometime. <laughs> we definitely need to have you on sometime. Um, okay, so the next question is: Has your experience? or have your experiences with death helped you what is it plan or do you how do you with your fucking death experiences what do you do when someone close to you loses someone like how do you help them um i would try like say you know somebody that loses a a parent you know having Mm -hmm. gone through that like i know the things that i wanted to do after that and like I wanted to go drink a lot. Mm-hmm. And like when you like I, I was thinking when you sit with your grief, like your grief sometimes buys you shots. <laughs> um, that is our quote. That's our pull quote for the episode. So, no, no. That's so good. When you sit No, with your that's going to make me look like a big drunk. But no, no so like no. I think like just I was able to and I No turned, one's no one needs help making us look like no, drunks. No, 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 no. No. But then I think like I turned 40 pretty pretty soon after he died. Um well, no, like a year after. So I don't know if that was it, but like shortly before that, then I just started like, saying, I'm, you know, I'm going to concentrate on like making decisions that make me happy. Well, and, and be a father, like be a father to be John, a good like, dad yeah. and like be around and like, because well, now not the be legacy worried is about doing, yeah, yeah, like, I don't know. Like, I just feel like I've kind of cleaned up and, uh, yeah, I didn't know you then. So, so it was probably pretty. More fun, <laughs> you know. I, I think I told one. Fun. Like I told one of my friends that I quit drinking. He's like, "Well, I'll tell you this, Bob. I'm glad you drank, because like, he enjoyed it. I enjoyed yeah, yeah. it. We all oh, enjoyed I'm sure. it. I'm sure I'd love to. If you ever get back on the, uh, or if you ever fall off the wagon. <laughs> yeah. So I would say, like, I'm not gonna. Help what was you the back question? Um, I would yeah. encourage people to like take care of themselves. Yeah. Like yeah. you got to take care of yourself. You and you got to be real with you know what's going on and yeah. like what you can change and what you can't change. Yeah, for sure. That's mm-hmm. so manager expectations of life after yeah. death. Yeah. But you know, and then my friend passed away like two, like three, three days ago or, or no, it was like this week. Yeah. And it was like mm, Tuesday. Tuesday. No, Wednesday. I think it was Wednesday. Cause yeah. I, yeah. And like, I, then I got that, like, this is my alliteration sort of like that blanket. That's like, on, like I couldn't shake like mm-hmm. all day. It's just mm-hmm. like this anxious and mm-hmm. like, yeah, sick feeling almost that like for me, I mean, yeah. Like if you, you people deal with that every single mm-hmm. day, you know, and like for me, I, I can concentrate and, you know, sort of move. I feel like I can come to terms and grasp with with that situation and then just move on and not just move on but you know like take yeah, take steps it. um but man if you if you're dealing with that every day like it's it's just nothing but anxious anxious energy just circling yeah like, well and i think it's kind of trick like when you've had a mainly a recent specifically a recent loss and not even mm-hmm. i mean in your case when you lose someone that you're close to um or that you care about it kind of reopens that wound. And I always say that grief is like, a, um, sorry, grief is like you deal with it and you have a filing cabinet in your head and you take all these files that are your grief files 
and you try to sort them in manila folders and then every now and then the filing cabinet comes crashing down and you have oh. to sit down and go through the files and then put, put them back away. My, and lock it back up my friend gave me a really good analogy while we were on the break mm-hmm. um for grief it's a friend that's lost her dad recently but she said if you imagine a a box with a ball in it when someone first you first suffer a loss that ball is really and there's a button and when that the grief button inside the box and when the when someone first passed away that ball of grief is really big and over time and so it keeps hitting that button like mm-hmm. a lot because it's a really big ball but then over time that ball gets smaller and smaller and smaller and every now and then it hits the button inside of the box yeah but less often it still hurts just as much as it does mm-hmm. that's yeah that phrase that time heals all yeah. wounds is is complete horseshit but yeah yeah time does not heal all wounds it no if anything it'll create a scar but every mm-hmm. time you look at that scar you're gonna remember the yeah. time you got hurt really you just badly. you <laughs> like, learn how to deal with it when it yeah. comes yeah. yeah definitely so i think that's good advice self-care yeah. never have too much that self, is a really self-care. that really i mean like just tell someone like yeah take care of yourself yeah well and also mm-hmm. like if they can't take care of themselves help, help them. them take care of themselves especially mm-hmm. initially yeah i think mm-hmm. that's the the when when the shit hits the fan and you're and then even more so i would say right after the funeral when everyone's gone oh, and everything's God. calmed down and you don't have the people because it mm-hmm. you know it's kind of like when you're a kid and you go to a funeral and you're like i know everyone's sad but like my whole family's together it's kind of cool like gary was saying like when his brother yeah. died it's like <laughs> well i didn't i mean he was nine months old you know I'm yeah just, they're all my family's together but i know everybody's sad but like it's kind of cool but even as an adult like you you have this like circle of people around you protecting you lifting you up making sure you're okay making sure you're processing or not processing it even yeah. giving you xanax to just get <laughs> through it and then you mm-hmm. when everyone leaves you're stuck there and there's this huge gaping hole inside of you and you kind of need people there to check on you yeah to show up to to bring you food or to yeah. and to, to not get their feelings hurt when you say get the fuck away from me yeah i don't mm-hmm. want you here right now that's mm-hmm. i mean it's 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 a delicate balance but i think encourage people to take care of themselves and then also help them take care of themselves yeah um have you mm-hmm. thought about your own funeral plan not really you should probably yeah yeah do that mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of the whole <laughs> i don't know I'm, I'm not really big into like having a being buried and having taking up space I do yeah. kind of like the New Orleans setup, though. Yeah. Like having a family plot that, like, is just everybody just yeah. keeps cramming them in, piling in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, be like a big sleepover. It'd be like I don't the, quite understand it, but I, I kind of, I think I need to go on a tour. Yeah, yeah. You didn't do it. I didn't you? do it too. I did oh. self driving tour, oh, so I yeah. just went and looked, and you see all the names <laughs> and how it's crazy. Yeah, and that all like above. Yeah, yeah. No, you just can't die too close in time I think to somebody yeah, in your family I would imagine I think that's how it works I don't know um, I'll do I'm going to New Orleans at the end of next month so I'll check it out for you Research. <laughs> I will I'll let you know um, but do you know if you want to be cremated or I'll probably be cremated, cremated? Yeah. Um, would you have like a party? liquid is the are you new have thing like a, are you really liquid yeah, you can be liquefied now. It's supposedly better for the environment. Did you hear about the... I heard the, sh- the shooting in a space. Yeah, that's my favorite. Um, I try to sell it to everyone. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm not, I'm not really attached to this. The space this, thing doesn't do anything for me. This yeah. m- meat, whatever you want to call yeah. it. Yeah, I get that. But 
You should probably go in outer space. Now I want to be like sprinkled in Hoboken over my dogs. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, I mean, because first off, it's Hoboken. Yeah. It's the oak tree that I love yeah, so much. And I'm like, home. now I'm like, now I just kind of want to be sprinkled over all of my dogs. <laughs> Holden and Clyde. Holden and Clyde. Rosie. And Lucy, Lucy, eventually. Yeah. yeah, no. Okay, so do you, are you religious? Would you have like yeah, a church I'm, funeral? Yeah, I would have a church funeral. Yeah. yeah. So what are you, Catholic? Catholic. Catholic, okay. Mm-hmm. So like a big Catholic funeral. Well, I mean, as many as this church will hold. <laughs> they usually hold quite a bit. I think that's kind of their thing. The more yeah. the merrier. Yeah. Um, would you do a party or? Yeah. So like what we did for my dad is had a church funeral mm-hmm. in, a, in the town that he grew up and had a big party in the big hall in mm-hmm. town. And I would probably do that. Yeah. That's great. So you'd be your Drive service. space. Well, no. so you'd be shot in the face and then you'd so have you'd definitely a be party at the Knights of Columbus. Well, then you'd have to... <laughs> is that in? Yeah. in? yeah. Okay, so you'd have to do a party here, though. Too. Oh, I, yeah. Like, I'd if you died tomorrow. Like in Seattle. I'd have to do a yeah. party in Zambia. Like, we could do, like, a tour, like John McCain did and, like, Abraham Lincoln. We could do, like, a tour mm-hmm. of your body. Yeah. We could do one in Zambia. Yeah. All the people that really care about you. Or you could just be, be sprinkled there. in all these different Wait. places that you love. Yeah, that's true. Nah. Let's be extra. I don't like thinking about it. <laughs> I know, I know, but we need it for the record. I know. So, but you know, we need it for the record. We need it for the record. We're <laughs> <Like our> lawyers. <laughs> need it for, for the records, because when you, we need to hear your last will and testament. Yeah. Also, and we need to be included. <laughs> and we, yeah, I'm the the sole heir to Milk Jeans. <laughs> the Milk Jeans fortune. She inherited that. Yeah. Sorry, John. You've actually just, I think, inherited the entire Milk Jeans fortune in those three All pairs. Three yeah <laughs> that's awesome um what is a f- what kind of food do you want at your funeral or what's a food you want at your um, funeral well in my hometown we have yeah. we have a thin crust pizza Ooh. that i really like Ooh. Yeah. what what are yeah. the toppings you like uh, just sausage just sausage and cheese good i'm glad yeah. you <laughs> so how about crust. a sausage and sauce if someone um if like someone you know lost a loved one what do you cook that you're bringing over to them like what? Mm. What food are you bringing to comfort like this them? Baked ziti dish. Ooh, oh. yeah. that is my favorite pasta meal. Yeah, I love a baked ziti. Mm. Yeah, it's um, I made it recently. Nobody died. <laughs> yeah. Well, now you can't make it any ever again. Just kidding. You can make it for me whenever you want. Um, there was a new question we added last night. What? Um, what's one thing you want to do before you die? Um. Hmm. I, you know, I think I saw that on your list. Oh. Oh, I read your notes. Oh, okay. But then I still didn't even think about my answer. That's all right. Um, we have tomorrow. I think, to... yeah, I'm going to come back. Yeah, okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> um, how do you think you're going to die? Um, Just in my sleep. Very old man. Good. There you go. With your whole um, family around you. My whole family. <laughs> on Christmas Eve in a White Castle parking lot. <laughs> yeah, on Christmas Eve. On Christmas. In, a bath, in a bathroom of a White Castle on Christmas Eve with my entire family. A male, my entire male family in the men's room. And the women Castle. waiting patiently outside for the word. Well, we have to go get that thin crust pizza. Bob's gone. It's, Monoc- it's Monocle's pizza. Monocle's pizza. And when we were kids, we, we went in there one time and they said, you are the millionth customer and everything was free. Are we were the millionth party that they had serious? seated. Yeah, and they came up. They're like the manager came and talked to us. So and, good luck just follows you around. Yeah, <laughs> and like maybe I was, that happened when I was ten, and when I was like twenty five, my dad told me he set it up. It was all set up. 
Oh my god, that's amazing, though. <laughs> and I still remember that. Could what could have been just like a random visit to a pizza place? Like your dad just like memorable made that's it special. Amazing. That's so yeah. sweet. And he also he also when when he he and my stepmom went out, they set it up with the waitress to be incredibly rude to my dad. <laughs> like so, whatever he orders, bring him the opposite. <laughs> And then he eventually tells her, you're terrible. And she takes a lit cigarette and puts it in his drink. And so this is all staged. And so my, his, his, the other couple is just watching this like, oh my. Horrified. God, just horrified. That reminds me, one of the stories that I read was um, about your, I guess your aunt, his sister at the Halloween party. Oh, and the watch. And the watch. Yeah. So funny. Like he, so you go, he, yeah. he's, he doesn't even know anybody at the party, but he shows up as a magician. And so, and he's there with his sister's friends and he sees a guy in the back and he's like, hey, you got a watch? Let me see that watch. And he takes a watch, puts it in a bag, takes a hammer and just breaks it into like 20 pieces and then pours it out. And he's like, that didn't didn't work. That didn't work. (laughs) But he's given, he's given that random guy Well, no, no, no. The guy said... That was my father's watch. Oh, like my father's. So it gone. took it another and, step. And yeah. your aunt or whatever was said she was mortified. Like, oh my god! Like, and then part of her was like, "Why would you give this crazy man your father's watch?" And then she, he was like, "No, you know, haha." Yeah. He, but he picked him out at the party. He just like went up to him, was like, "Hey, you have a watch on." Do you want to do this thing with me? Or not? No, not hey, you have I think a watch. He, he gave, gave him a watch. watch. That's what yeah. it was. Yeah. He gave, he him, gave him a watch, watch. and he broke. He was, yeah. So it was like, yeah, gave him a watch, took it, and broke it. And then the guy went along with it. Yeah. So funny, though. That's hilarious. She, in, I think in the article I read, she was like, she was furious. And then it was, took a little while. And then she was like, that was actually really funny. Like, funny. That's pretty funny. <laughs> so funny. What a character. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like it. Yeah. I'm For excited sure. to hear more about him tomorrow. Yeah. It's going to be good. You want your last gift? Yes. Right. Yes. Oh gifts. Don't, ever, don't ask, just give. This is from <laughs> Namibia. You know, you got Namibia on your map? Hold on. I'm, hold on. It's pop quiz time. <laughs> hold on. Um, okay. I'm looking. It's on the right. I mean, it's on the West Coast. Yeah. You know, that's where, where Angelina Jolie went to have her baby. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. But there's two foxes because Aww. you know. Aww. They can go up in here somewhere. There you go. That's so in our podcast cute. room. I think they're what what are they? Finnick? Cape, Cape Fox pups. Those ears are gnarly. Oh my god. Thank you, Bob. That's so sweet. So Aww. tomorrow I'm assuming you don't have any gifts right now. <laughs> Tomorrow we'll have a proper gift exchange. We'll go get okay. your elephant and wrap it. Oh no, you should have. Like, I is know. that what you told? Because the other day you told me you had something. Was it the elephant? No, I tried to get something and it didn't get here in time. Oh. So I'll probably just drop it off on your doorstep on Wednesday <laughs> when I it should, comes. I'll put it on the back door. Through yeah, the gate. yeah, go through the back door and just drop it off. Oh, we'll have a proper gift. I'm just gonna be like, yes. We got you. That's pretty much what I this did. Book. I just go grab stuff like We're from my house. Stuff. We do have some um, few, uh, casket cranks that some fans gave us. So if you want that, we have enough. That's what you, <laughs> give, that's what you give guests. That's like the no. They gave s- us swag bag. They yeah. gave us which now yeah. you turn around and you give your guests. Well, yeah. Why not? Yeah, we're just kidding, Meg. Our, we no, still no, no, have Meg. We have our casket. She also cranks. gave us like lipstick that they use on dead bodies. Yeah. And oh, I was it's like, not normal lipstick. No, it's like you don't want to get it anywhere because it's not coming off. And I like smelled it and it smells like dead potty. 
but like not like in a bad way. It just smells like dead body that's in a funeral home. So it could you like give it to somebody and and let them put it on without knowing, or is it obviously? Not? Well, it's been used. Yeah, on cadavers. Do women not use? Or, would that? you would you not use lipstick after? A dead person? Not if I don't know them. <laughs> oh. I need to know I the re- person. I relatively, I, I reasonably believe that their lips have been places that I would go to. Oh, I'm sure. Listen, there's <laughs> not a lot of places these haven't gone. So I'm not going to pass judgment on anyone, especially not the 90-year-old woman in the casket. <laughs> Did you see Meg's Instagram? Our Meg, she's been a guest before, but she, um, one of our friends <laughs> through the show, and she is, you know, she's a makeup art. I mean... A, what oh my god the word just totally left my mind what is mortician it? mortician yeah. oh my gosh she's a mortician and um she's mortician makeup artist. but she said that she on her instagram she was on a trip with a friend and her friend said meg will you do my makeup for me and she said yeah lie down <laughs> so that's she like, hilarious so she was like she can do her friend's makeup but she had to lie down first to do it <laughs> i thought that was so funny well tomorrow we're gonna have bill or yeah bob back and his brother bill will be on with us mm-hmm. so i'm really excited so y'all that. are william and robert correct william and robert. one of my best friends just named her son william robert oh no wait no wait after that was you that's what she was gonna name it oh never mind never mind it was <laughs> yeah, well, it ended up william lawrence but she was like i can't name it william robert because then people will call bill him bob. billy bob billy bob yeah 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 Why not? people call me that or people call me bill even though like people in athens will call me bill why like, you don't even know do you look like it. a bill I guess I, or Bob is sort of interchangeable with Bill, but I've always been called Bill. Anyway, um, my sisters are Betsy and Becca. Oh, nice. We're all bees. So it's Uh, Betsy, Betsy, that's just it? She's Elizabeth. Oh, Elizabeth. Oh, I didn't know that was, I had no idea. I don't, I think it is. Yeah. You think? Yeah. Wait, you you think her name's Elizabeth? No, I think it's, I think that's traditionally how you shorten Elizabeth. I should have followed that better. Bath. That's one of the, I should have followed you better. I'm sorry. I was like, you don't know your sister's name. Bill, Bob, (laughs) Betsy, and Becca. Bill, Bob, Betsy, and Becky. That was my other mm. question. You have three siblings. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And you're wow. the... I'm second. Bill's the oldest. Okay. So they're two sisters are younger than you. Do y'all all have the same mom? Yep. Yeah? Awesome. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. Is your mom alive? Yep. Y'all close? Yep. Good. Yep. We'll be um, doing Thanksgiving. Nice. Pretty soon. Nice. Probably like around the time this airs. Probably around, <laughs> yeah, probably around Thanksgiving. Yeah. Right around Thanksgiving. <laughs> we'll be doing Thanksgiving pretty soon around Thanksgiving. It's <laughs> good. I'm glad. You told me I had a forehead on my face. What was that? Like, what? <laughs> wait, wait, what? <laughs> no, I'm thinking you're like obvious point. You're pointing out the obvious things. Yeah. Oh, oh, a forehead on my, oh, God damn you it. Tell me, like, you gotta, I'm missing the jokes. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're missing. It was your own joke you said to me. <sighs> But I like I like that you you leave no room for misinterpretation. No, yeah. I have to understand. No, earlier very, very I was clear. like I saw it in the bathroom, and she said in in there. I said yes, that bathroom. That's the bathroom, Casey. <laughs> I don't know what if it was the other it was the neighbor's bathroom. What if it was Bob's bathroom? I've never been to Bob's bathroom, so I wouldn't have seen. I, it I haven't either, actually. I didn't pee that whole night we had dinner. <laughs> the whole night. You probably wouldn't have gone upstairs. Mm-mm. Maybe. Are you, I don't think we, we no, you, don't you would have we, used a downstairs bathroom. Yeah, I don't think I did. So. Yeah. So anyway. Think, anyway. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. Yeah. Thank you for coming on. It's really hot in here now. Yeah. Um, you want to share any of your, you didn't want to share your Instagram or anything, right? Um. You don't I have to. Think my Insta- I think my No, I, I, my Instagram <laughs> is, I think, do you say an at before it? Yes. At 
Y O H B O B. Yo Bob. <laughs> oh, is that it? Okay, Yo Bob. good. Nope, it's the other way. It's Bob Yo. It's Bob Yo. At B O B Y O H. So I don't. What, what are you gonna? What are people gonna do with that information? They'll follow you if yeah. they want to. If you okay. want, they don't have to. I don't really know. If they're like, this guy's interesting, and I really want to know more about Mick, Milk Jeans. Yes. Oh yeah. So you can yeah. follow him on Instagram. So, hey, at can milk we just say jeans. at Milk Jeans at because milk. I think it's open. Let's <laughs> right now. I have to fucking check. This is the birth of Milk Jeans. What if it's not? What if this? The real Funeral story. The, at the real milk jeans. At the real milk jeans. Okay, milk jeans is not. No, it is. Somebody has milk jeans. What? She has zero posts and one follower. We can, buy, we can buy that from her. Yeah. How much do you think? Um, I mean, she ask nicely. Ask nicely. Give me a password. Give me a password. Right now. I mean, I don't know if she feels like people really want it. She can charge. I had people offer us fifteen grand for Mister and Mrs. So yeah. How much are we willing to invest in milk? Wait, jeans? why didn't you give it? Because I have oh. plans for it. Yeah, it's a bad idea. I just sold it. <laughs> so if anyone would like at Mister and Mrs. on um, Instagram, hit me up at the Blonde Shell. <laughs> Not at okay. So that we could just do the real milk jeans. The real milk jeans. The real milk jeans. So yeah, follow them at the real milk jeans. Because that is not taken. That is not taken. So as soon as we wrap this, we're going to go get that name, file for an LLC, get an Etsy store. We're going to, you guys are, it's the next big thing. And um, And I've got a non-disclosure agreement for both of you to sign. Uh, Wonderful. You're like, and there's one more. You cannot cannot take, yeah, take this away from me. It's the next big thing in um, beverage clothing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, if my grandma was still alive, we could have her like making these, like cranking them out for us, like free labor. Oh man. Like, yeah, that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. I mean, it's too bad. Old lady to just sew all day. That's what we need is some old lady to just crank them out for us. My mom's retired. (laughs) Sure. I'll go pitch to her after this. Oh if my somebody God. knew what they were doing, they could really take those yeah. to the next level. Like start bedazzling, <gasps> um, patches. You could have a matching flannel, milk flannels. Like for a grunge milk carton. Oh, I had all, I wanted to I wanted to do a milk cedo <laughs> at one point. Because it has <laughs> <laughs> like a denim shirt. This will be the holiday edition. <laughs> oh, no. like, like a denim shirt, like a Canadian tuxedo. Canadian tuxedo. No. Oh, God. no. No, this is a real one. Like, if you want to dress it up for the holidays, like you're having a big dinner and it's got a bow tie that goes around the top. A a milk seat. A pocket. A pocket with With a pocket square. With a square. What is that? Do they have that? Yeah, they do. A cummerbund. Uh, You could have the long tail, like the Fred Astaire. There's so many ways we could take this. (laughs) Then you need to have a Santa Claus outfit for... You could have turkey Did you guys have the uh, garden geese? What is that? Garden geese were big. They're cement garden geese in the Midwest that you would always dress for the season. We had so. f- uh, flamingos, that was it. And deer. Yeah. Oh. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, so <laughs> anyway, I'm, thinking, I'm just thinking about seasoning, like bringing seasons inside of your refrigerator. <laughs> so like when you open it, it's like, oh, it's fall. Look at the milk. There's the milk with with feathers. It's dressed like um, a scarecrow. <laughs> just a scarecrow. <laughs> The jack-o'-lantern milk. No, because you said the, the Santa Claus. Yeah, no, that'd be so, great. And then we could do a leprechaun. 
Yeah. For a Cupid. Leprechaun. Yeah, Leprechaun for St. Patrick's Day. You have Day. a little hat that just fits right on the, on the cap. On the cap. Yeah, like sparkly green hat. <laughs> so you hat. spin the whole hat I feel off. like Phyllis <laughs> is all about this idea. I can't wait to pitch to my mom. She's going to be like, hold on. What's your website? Where do I find it? The real milk cheese. Here, let me, can I write you a check? She is. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. She, got, she could be our first follower. She will be your first follower. <laughs> she's going to, she's literally going to be like, take all my money. <laughs> this is the best idea I've ever heard. So you Layla's. Layla's growing out of these. So now's right the time. Now. Yeah. Are you pitching to me to do free labor for you? <laughs> no, I don't. I, I want free. I want the garments. You okay? That's fine. Yeah. I can. I can, I'm sure I can do that for you. And Laura, I need you to figure out something to do with the legs, like okay, koozies for okay, um, two liters. All right. Oh my god, we could get preemie clothes and have like beer can koozies. Preemies. <laughs> Don't wear a lot of jeans. They don't. They're all just ones. It's like, is that a, is that a onesie around True. your drink? <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, okay, the last question I have for you is... Oh, man. Do you care that my son has gone poop? No. <laughs> no and then you're going to no. put him in your fridge. Nope. <laughs> it doesn't bother me at all. No. Okay. Yeah, no, I have I have a kid. The milk is wear, well protected. Yeah, so, and even if it yeah. wasn't, I'd just be like, oh, it's just kid poop. been there done that no big deal i'm just glad it's not all over my clothes anymore and under my fingernails oh my god because we i have to i haven't done any consumer um like marketing i need to get a guy on it with a clipboard take these into the mall start just well we we can do like you know with goodwill they have like the when they wash the clothes they like really wash them it's like the sanitized cycle so we could i mean surely there's not much fecal matter on these anymore no Let's just stop talking about it because it's like bad. It's like bringing unwanted bad publicity. This is not well, a thing like, you do on a podcast. No. You do it in a focus group in a really yeah. small setting. Here's all the bad things about the product we're selling you. So definitely have had shit in this before, but we could just buy new jeans. Yeah. So if you do go on to, if you contact us, we will go buy yeah a new pair of jeans you can do it in a dark denim wash a light wash send us your kids jeans so at least yeah oh do you want to remember your kid (gasps) because we could put your kids face on the patch oh my god that's actually smart well and it's it's nice repurposing of your kids clothes when you don't know if you'll have another one um I think we should make this a Patreon reward (laughs) a pair of milk jeans totally yeah like you know if you do the $25 a month. And we could put the we could put the funeral stories like logo patch or something yes, on the front. Yes. Absolutely. Thank Flare you. Pin. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Well, funeral stories. Funeral stories. <laughs> wear milk jeans cuz it all ends in a funeral. When I say, Not when wear I say them, but when I say funeral stories buy milk jeans. Yeah. I'm I, it's B U Y. Funeral <laughs> stories. Buy, buy milk, milk jeans. <laughs> Of course you do. Oh, no, no. I want to be clear. I'm not saying I'm sponsoring you. It's Funeral Stories, comma, by Milk Jeans. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for not sponsoring us. <laughs> oh, by, the way, by the way, last thing. When you told me about Milk Jeans, before I saw the picture of Milk Jeans, I thought it was something totally different. I thought you had some like weird like performance art project <laughs> where you like bathed in milk from the waist down. Oh I swear my to gosh. God. I showed you a picture of me making like I had a carton of milk mm-hmm. and I 
was sewing them. Mm-hmm. No, this was after you, because you oh, talked about milk jeans before you saw the many picture. times before. That I, saw the I know, picture. I know. And you're gonna tell your friends to listen to this episode. And it was like, yeah, we wanted good, to hear about a funeral, but, but <laughs> I just had to listen to Bob talk about milk jeans again. Please, will somebody buy every pair? Buy so he this. never talks about it again. Just really make him work really hard to make these, so he gets burnt out. Yeah, and then take his idea and run with it. Yeah, milk jeans. Funeral Maybe someone will buy, buy the milk patents. jeans. <laughs> that's that's how that's a, that's the title of the episode. Yeah, there we go. Funeral stories by milk jeans. <laughs> Bob's story by milk by jeans. <laughs> Okay. It's okay. He's like, all right, uh, now I'm done. Uh, I now I think you're laughing at me. <laughs> you're so I funny, Bob. You're so funny. More compliments. You're so creative, innovative, and talented. And talented. talented. The ideas, though, they just aren't coming as fast as I want them to. Sure, it's like, sorry. Good job, Mom. So, anyway. Anyway. Thank you so much, Bob. Thanks. We yeah. can't wait fun. for tomorrow. Yeah, yes. it's gonna be great. If Bill answers his phone. Yeah. Yeah, we got to figure that. Let's out. hope that that happens. Yeah, yeah. let's hope. So um, this has been fun, though. I've, I've I've listened to a lot of episodes, and I feel like like it's it's a cool thing. Thank yeah, you. Well, and I think it's a cool thing it. to be a part of. And and anybody that I can, like the woman who cut my hair yesterday, I got a kind of, I got a kind of a bad haircut. No, yesterday. it's good. No, I like it. Curly I'm hair like is so Q-tip. hard. It's like a Q-tip, though. No. Yeah. No, I like well, well and my wife's one, so we are closing, but we're gonna talk like one minute about this Q-tip. Um, <laughs> anyway, I got a bad haircut, but I told the lady yeah. who was cutting my hair that I was, you know, kind of filming up or filming, taping <laughs> yeah, a podcast. Whatever. She asked me what I was doing. I was like, I'm taping a podcast. So you wanted to look best. And I, I got my her, hair done, but I told her what the podcast was, and I was like, it's a really good podcast. And I pretty much tell everybody, people that have recently gone through death, like I feel like this is a cheap free i mean absolutely free yeah absolutely absolutely free absolutely free for For them yeah for them yeah yeah exactly no it's like it's a way to to like connect with people that are also going through something yeah yeah i feel like even in me you know two years after my dad has passed like i listen to it and i kind of feel like oh you know like i'm doing okay this is yeah Yeah. this is normal it's normal and it's not gonna go away Mm -mm. and um yeah, the, all you can do is a, a day at a time. Live yeah. with it. Sit with your grief. Sit with it. Oh, Love these thoughts grief. I've had aren't weird. Yeah. yeah. So I would say that it's been cool. I appreciate you guys having me on, and oh, I will continue. Thanks. I won't tell people, oh, man, I, I can't really publicize this one. Like, oh, yeah, you like, can, though. I can. Okay. Yeah. I will tell everybody I know to listen to this Good, episode. good. You absolutely oh, yeah. can. I don't know why you wouldn't. Yeah. 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 yeah I could. Yeah, you will. I've told everybody to listen to This American Life, and this is there way cooler than that. And way more professional. <laughs> oh, yeah. Our team of producers. In your face, Ira Glass. <laughs> Suck it. <laughs> Suck it, Ira Glass. Please, 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 please don't. Please, please, I love you. We, I love you so much. We're very you. sorry. We admire you. That was the best. Thank you for all you yes. do. And Brian Reed. So, <laughs> and Brian Reed. <laughs> and Brian Reed, yes. Thanks so, to wrap things up, um... Bye, B-U-I milk jeans, because it all ends in a funeral. Bye. Bye, Bob. (laughs) Funeral Stories is produced by Seth and Molino, and music is by John Pope. Check out our website and blog by going to www.funeralstories.com. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Funeral Stories and on Instagram at Funeral underscore Stories. Donate to our cause on Patreon to unlock subscriber rewards. And please don't forget to send your funeral stories to funeralstoriespodcast at gmail.com or hello at funeralstories.com. 
rate, review, and subscribe on Apple iTunes and listen on your preferred podcasting service. Thanks, guys. Bye.